everyone. It's Rebecca. You're listening to Superwomen. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to do some shameless plugging. So if you haven't bought the handbag or an incredibly appropriate Zoom sweatshirt, aka our best-selling Janine, head over to my site. This podcast is brought to you by the support of you. So would love for you to buy some gifts, enjoy some of our sales that we're having, and just support the cause and the brand that floats this podcast. Also, I'm not sure if you've heard, but I launched a fragrance. It is available at Macy's and Nordstrom and Birchbox and Scentbird. So I highly, highly advise you smell good from the comfort of your bed or living room. Hey everyone, it's Rebecca. Welcome to Superwomen. Today's guest is Erin Flynn, the founder of Cladwell, which is an incredible service that helps you declutter your closet, which I know we all need right now, but also how do you make uh, great stable outfits? I know when I look in my closet all the time, I'm like, I have nothing to wear, but in actual fact, I have a lot to wear. So we're going to talk with Erin about her career path today, the struggles, the challenges, moving back in with her parents and uh, what it took to get to where she is, and some tips for how we can be less wasteful with our wardrobes. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Erin. Thanks for having me. I think what you have to say is going to be extraordinarily helpful for everyone who's working from home or thinking about starting up. So would love for you to sort of dive in and give me a little bit of your backstory. Yeah, I'll start with my my personal backstory is I'm originally from Indiana and like any good Hoosier does. Um, I got a full ride basketball scholarship to a school in Memphis, Tennessee, and graduated around the same time that the economy pretty much had just tanked. So kind of similar, actually, to those who are graduating uh, right now. And I couldn't find a job. No one was hiring people with marketing degrees who had no experience. In fact, they were laying off entire marketing departments. And so um, it was basically at that time that I had decided if if I'm going to get a job, I'm going to have to create this myself. So that's kind of what I did. I started a fashion blog. And at the time, those were still kind of, it was pretty new and grew it into kind of my own small business to where, you know, I was going to New York Fashion Week and, you know, working with different brands. And it was during that time that um, I actually got introduced to kind of the startup scene. Um, I noticed that there was all these influencers working with brands, but no one really quite knew how to work together. And so I had created my first startup company, which really just I dove headfirst into what a startup actually what that meant. So, you know, going through an accelerator program to raising money from um, investors. And I did that for about two to three years. And it ultimately ended up resulted in a, a failure to the point we had tried to raise our second round of money. And my husband, who was a co-founder, had basically, he just tore his Achilles tendon and we were on our last dime. Um, and so without raising more money and being able to, and we weren't yet profitable, being able to kind of continue the startup company, we had to move back in with my parents. And that was kind of the ultimate blow at that time. And shortly after that, I had to get back on my feet. And so I took a job at um, a media company that kind of helped me do this kind of entrepreneur role. And about two to three years into that, got an itch to get back into the startup scene. And so that was when I got introduced to Cloudwell and how I'm kind of where I'm at today. 
So tell me about what Cladwell is, what it does, how it helps you with your closet. Yeah. So Cladwell helps you simplify your wardrobe. And we do this by teaching you how to build a capsule wardrobe. For those who are unfamiliar with what a capsule wardrobe is, it's basically a smaller wardrobe full of thoughtfully chosen items you can easily mix and match. So we offer a capsule wardrobe program, which is a six-week guided course to build your perfect capsule wardrobe. And as part of the program, we'll help you generate your style direction, your ideal closet size, and give you kind of on-demand videos in which you're going to go through the course as well as access to our Outfits app. Um, And our Outfits app gives you daily outfit recommendations based off the clothes already in your closet. So we're all around, again, helping you do more with what you already have. I feel like some people might listen to this and say, why do I have to take a course in order to make a capsule wardrobe? But then I find myself buying the same thing over and over again, just different iterations of it. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for us to do this on our own? And like, what, what can we look forward to with the course? Yeah. So it's interesting because a, a lot of people, this is a natural thing. So you go to your closet and my own personal story was basically I would wake up every morning. I would go in front of my closet and I would say the exact same theme, which is I have too many clothes and nothing to wear, which was ridiculous because I had over 450 items hanging in my closet. And so when I was introduced to this concept called a capsule wardrobe, it was kind of jarring because what I realized, and this is the same with most of us, is that we're only wearing around 20% of our closet. Like 80% of what is hanging in our wardrobe is typically just clutter. And so it's really hard to kind of break out of that habit unless you have a forced or kind of a process to get out of it. Because it's just, there's there's not a real urgency to, to do this other than we all feel the same pain, which is, um, again, ha- struggling to figure out what to wear. And so what we have done is kind of put together a step-by-step program that really walks you through how to break yourself of this cycle of continually, you know, buying more and more when we don't even really know what we like. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I feel like I say the same thing you say, I have nothing to wear and yet my Mm -hmm. closet is full. And what's scary is that I left an entire closet in New York City Yep. where I had really nothing to wear and I'm de- maybe 10% of my closet is with me and I still feel the same way. So Yeah, it kind of comes back to really figuring out what are the things that you love. And if we don't pause and ask ourselves those questions, it's hard to build a closet that you want to get dressed out of. Um, because what ends up happening is, you know, like all of us, we're getting, you know, emails on buying this new shirt that came out, or you see something while you're out and you want to buy it. But if you're, a lot of us make the mistake of we'll actually grab that item and then we bring it back to our closet and we wear it once, or, you know, at the worst, we don't wear it at all. Um, So really figuring out, going through that process of figuring out truly what colors do you like? What styles do you like? all of those pieces, you can make better decisions and kind of get out of that continuous cycle. Yeah. And on your site, you talk about how fast fashion is destroying the world. So what do you encourage people to do? Maybe maybe they can't afford to take the course, Mm -hmm. but they also shouldn't be buying things for 20 bucks and throwing them away a month later. Yeah. 
So I think that taking one step back, the biggest thing is to realize that it hasn't always been this way. So before the 1980s, we bought around 12 items per year. Since then, we're buying around 60 items per year. So the first thing to do if you're just wanting to know, kind of like, I'm just wanting to kind of retrain my my thoughts to just pause. Rather than buy something new, try to get rid of something that you don't wear. And I think if you start there, if you start with the clothes that you already have, that's kind of the first step. The second piece that I would recommend for people to do is a closet clean out. You can Google and find a million different you know, articles about how to do a closet clean out. I think we even have one on our site. And it kind of walks you through the process of taking all of your clothes out of your closet and putting them on your bed, sorting them into two different piles, the things that you love and the things that you don't love, and really analyzing those, those pieces. And um, at the end of the day, when you have that pile of things you don't love, hiding them away. And uh, that's nerve wracking for people. A lot of people, uh, that's the most intimidating part. And I would say you don't have to like, you know, get rid of them, donate them right away. But if you can just store them in another room and only work out of the pieces that you do love, that's such um, an important piece to uncovering what your style truly is. I think that's a great point. I think I also did that with things I was like, thinking I had to hold on to them. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. put them away. And like, I put all my, when I was pregnant, I put all my clothing away that I, I couldn't wear. And I almost forgot about it. So all these things you think are so precious really aren't at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's hard because it's an emotional process too, because you have things in your closet that someone gave you as a gift or, you know, are sentimental on some level. And so I mean, it really is a challenge to go through these items. But I think if we're holding on to pieces, or again, if every morning when we go to our closet and we're seeing pieces that we actually are never going to wear, that is clouding our decision-making ability. And so it's really, I would say the best option is to at least store those pieces away under a bed in another room, but getting them out of your closet. So I would love to go back to, because I felt like you sort of glossed over how challenging it was for you. But can we go there? Because I think, again, for people starting businesses and having failures, there isn't enough spoken about those moments. Yes. Can you take me back to that time period? Yeah. Um, So like I said, it was my first startup company. And so we were new. We had literally no idea what we were doing. And this startup company was all around uh, connecting brands with influencers. And this was 2011, I believe. So influencers were not like a thing and Instagram was not really a thing at this point. So trying to describe this idea to investors over and over was incredibly challenging. And we had put, I mean, our our entire savings into this and ultimately it resulted in us having to be able to shut it down. And I think the thing that would have helped me so much is knowing that when I failed, it meant that I wasn't a failure. And I think I really believed that I put my heart and soul into this startup company to get it to succeed. And I had told everybody about it and my family and my friends and everyone knew this is what we were doing. 
And so when it failed, I took that really personally. And it took a long time for me to realize that I was not a failure. Um, And in fact, that was just almost an initiation into the uh, startup world and that I should get back up and try again. But it's, it's not really talked about that much. Yeah, but I also think that A, most tech startups can fail, which people don't realize. And B, it's it's ironic that if you had just launched it four years later, right? You know, mm-hmm. early to market stuff is so early that even though it's the best of ideas, it's just not right with the timing, you know, which is terrible, but happens. Yeah. And so much, I think that's the thing when you start a business it's nice to think that you have a lot of control over everything, but so much is actually out of your control. It is market timing. It's having the product market fit. And those are a lot of times, again, out of your control, out of your control. Had we started it when Instagram was thriving, you know, that's a different story than when we're trying to tell people that uh, working with influencers was going to be the next thing. Right. It reminds me when we had interventions from department stores basically saying, you know, if you work with these D-list celebrities, you'll go out of business. Yeah, yeah. All it really is, is, again, people working with people who it's like telling family and friends, like these are just people with more friends. (laughs) And so it's so funny to see how that's transitioned over the last five to 10 years. Oh my God, it's night and day. I mean, you could be IPOing right now if... uh... (laughs) <laughs> I know it's it's a little scarring when I see there was a company that um, got bought by Google about and they had launched and we shut down three years later. They launched a year after we shut down. Wow. And that was a little it was like validating on one hand and then completely scarring on the other. <laughs> yes, I, I feel your pain. There's plenty of people that I'm like, wait, we had that idea. Oh, wait, you did it better. And you had more money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what do you attribute to the resilience that, you know, made you say, okay, I, I can, I can keep going. And, and on, honestly, resilience with uh, Cladwell, because any business right now is challenging, but. Yeah. I think one of the things I realized is that I feel like I am made to be an entrepreneur and that's the career path that I have chosen. And as part of that, that means that I'm going to have 
a lot of failures and hopefully a success. <laughs> um, but if I look at it from a career standpoint, just like if you were in a job and um, you're trying to work your way up, you're 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 probably going to get promotions. You're going to take different roles that lead to moving up farther in your career. As an entrepreneur, you don't really you don't have that near or that straight path, and so you kind of have to have a lot of I think it's grit and determination that again a failure is not doesn't mean that you're failing um, and to just get back up and do it again. I'm not entirely sure. It's an interesting question because I'm not entirely sure what has helped me as much as I think just that perspective of this is long-term. This is not a short-term thing. And having the courage, I think, to be able to try something again when the thing before it didn't work. Yeah, it's definitely courage. And I love, I think I know what the quote is that, that, that we're going to have in our, in our audiogram, but failure doesn't mean you're failing. Yes. And so too often, I think the world wants to tell you that. <laughs> they, they want you to think that when you fail, you are a failure. And it's just, it's not true. It's a lie. I love that. So what's next for Cladwell and how are you faring during this coronavirus where people probably have too much time to look at their closets? Yeah, it's been interesting because um, at the beginning of all of this, back in, I guess, March and March and April, uh, we saw an uptick in people who were trying to clean out their closet. <laughs> I think everyone was stuck at home and they wanted to, you know, have some, something in their control and some sort of project. So for us, I mean, luckily, we have fared better than a lot of brick and mortar stores because everything is online and it is a, a process. The downside is that people have people are in their homes right now. People aren't going out, and so um, on one hand, this is a great time to be able to kind of uh, rethink your style, rethink your wardrobe, and it's we're all slowing down. Um, so what better time to do that than now? And on the other hand, hopefully, hopefully in the springtime, people will be starting to get back to work and going out again. And I think that during this particular period of the world, um, we are here to kind of help people rethink their wardrobe so that when they do go back out, they're not in the same spot that they were prior to the pandemic. I think you're going to have to have a masterclass on how to get out of pajamas. I know. I know. It's it's interesting because we were telling people that you can create a lounge capsule. Like there's this idea that, you know, we're all working home, working from home, working out of leggings and so forth. But it's still good to have a routine of getting up and getting dressed for yourself, um, if not for others. And so uh, being able to even put together, you know, a mini capsule wardrobe uh, filled with, you know, athleisure or lounge items that you actually feel put together and feel like you're doing something for the day or getting started for the day is really important. So I would encourage people that even if they are staying at home, trying to get dressed for themselves makes a huge difference for the rest of their day. Yeah, totally. Well, this is great. So where can people find you, follow you, learn more about Cladwell? Yeah, they can go to cladwell.com. Um, we're about to launch a couple really exciting um, new products that are coming out. And so I would definitely encourage them to go to cladwell.com and then follow us on Instagram at cladwell app. Awesome. 
And uh, my last two questions, which I love to ask all my guests is what is one thing we'd be surprised to know about you? Oh, man. Hmm. Well, like I said in my intro, (laughs) um, I played college basketball and I am the second career leading three point shooter at my college. (laughs) Wow. I love that. That's impressive. How tall are you? Five nine. Okay. I was going to say you've got to be tall. And then last but not least, what is a piece of advice that you either learned the hard way or not the hard way, or that someone gave you that you feel like has been helpful in your career path? That's a great question. I really think being vulnerable is super important. Not being afraid to be able to have the hard conversations and also being able to have the courage to be able to get back up when something doesn't go your way. And I think, like I talked about earlier, all too often, that vulnerability of uh, this is not going the way I thought it was going to go, or this failed, that leaves us, you know, kind of shattered. And I feel like when I was in that stage, having a support system around me that really encouraged me to get back up and get back in the game, which was basically start a new startup. I, uh, that was incredibly terrifying. And to be able to have people around me that supported me and helped me have the courage to do that again was incredibly valuable. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was great to have you as guests. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to head over to RebeccaMinkoff.com. Show your love and support for the brand. Buy something for yourself. Buy something for another. And also don't forget to try my new fragrance. Again, it is available at all Nordstrom, Macy's, Scentbirds, and Birchboxes, as well as our site.